Genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of Hot Fuzz one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. Today, we're about to go off on minute 52, which begins with Nicholas telling Danny that he doesn't know how to switch off and ends with Keanu Reeves firing his gun in the air and going, ah. (laughs) (laughs) And we have uh, Ali Coluccio back in the chair. Welcome. Hello. Welcome back, Allie. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, this is a uh, momentous minute. Uh, in fact, this minute we we based our entire uh, our entire uh, uh, hiatus uh, <laughs> episode uh, episodes off of this minute. That's true. Yeah, because I had ni- I had never seen either B- Point Break or Bad Boys Two. Whoa. Yeah, I'd never seen either one before. Like not even bits um, and pieces. No. I mean, I'd seen like this. <laughs> yeah, I'd seen this. Um, uh, but that's it. Like, I didn't know until we saw the movie that that uh, at the end of Hot Fuzz, when when Nicholas Angel says, "Little Hand says it's time to rock and roll," I didn't know that that was a quote from Point Break until I saw Point Break, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh." Um, you just thought it was an incredible Edgar Wright line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or a Simon Pegg line or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, so so I saw I experienced both of those films for the first time during our hiatus uh, because of this scene. Uh, and I still have yet to see the first bad boys. I've only seen bad boys too, just like Nicholas angel himself, which is probably better. Bad boys two kind of eats bad boys one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like people say sometimes like when a sequel comes out, Oh, well you saw the original, but like it kind of absorbed bad boys. <laughs> and now it, like people, I think just remember bad boys too. Yeah. I think yeah. I've also only seen Bad Boys 2. And I know I haven't seen all of it because I feel like I've watched it like over several afternoons on TBS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bad, <laughs> I feel like the first Bad Boys is on TV a lot more. Or at least when I was growing up. It's on FX mm. a lot, I feel like. Like TNT. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's about them like switching places. Okay. It's like, you got to pretend to be me, but I got to pretend to be him. Like, In the first one? The first one, yeah. <laughs> They have to like before switch. we even know who they are. Really, that's like Act Two. Act One is like setting up the relationship, and then for like mm-hmm. plot reasons, they they have to pretend to be each other. That that feels like something you do way farther into the franchise than the first Michael movie. Bay, baby. Oh man, that's so weird. <laughs> um, well, in any event, uh, yeah. So I've only seen these movies uh, the one time when uh, when we were prepping for this. And um, which one did you prefer? I cer- I definitely preferred Point Break. <laughs> Point Break's fucking great. Yeah, Point no, Break Point is Point Break is fantastic. Yeah, it's way way better than uh, than Bad Boys Two. Bad Boys Two is insane. Catherine Bigelow. Yeah, exactly. Very <laughs> it's, true. Yeah, it's <laughs> and and old school Catherine Bigelow, which I prefer yeah. to current Catherine Bigelow, who shoots her stuff like she's a documentarian. I'm not as into that. I'm like way more into like 80s Catherine near Bigelow. near dark. Yeah, near dark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was lucky enough to be on Point Break Minute. Uh, during this scene for yeah. the sequence. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. it, it was it was a lot of fun. They're great. And it 
it is that foot chase is one of the best foot chases put to film. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. so great. Catherine Bigelow directs the shit out of that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oh foot yeah, chase is, is great. Michael Bay directs the shit out of Bad Boys too, but in a very different way. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yes. That's true. He won't stop directing it. Yeah. He just keeps directing it. <laughs> He's directing it now as we speak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> still. He never, he never <laughs> stops. He's still in it. He just started adding robots. He doesn't uh, know how to turn it off. <laughs> he doesn't know how to switch off Bad Boys 2. <laughs> Oh man! And uh, yeah, speaking of uh, yeah, uh, uh, that da- Danny kind of or Nicholas in his moment of most vulnerability, sort of almost lays out his whole trouble in a single sentence. Like I don't, I'm I, he's scared that he can't. He's scared this is the only version of himself that he can ever be. Yeah. So I know on the on the last episode, um, I said like, and then the minute ends with end kiss. Uh, except it, that, like, here. the actual kiss moment is here. Yeah. When yeah. Danny says, "Let me show you how." It's it is the most <laughs> it is the most just blatant sexual tension moment between these two yes. guys. Yes. Uh, and you know and super romantic. Oh, it yeah. is. And it and it and it really fits that we're watching Point Break in this minute as well because mm-hmm. when you go back and watch Point Break, yeah, it it, it is rightly remembered as this like ni- early 90s late 80s like camp excess movie movie, but it's also mm-hmm. an action movie about men's love for one another and these and like relationships and feelings and yes I, I think you know Catherine Bigelow is in a way that a lot of male filmmakers especially in 91 would have been like well I don't want to show they're not it can't be emotions it's got to be just alpha male you know bullshit yeah but Catherine Bigelow being Catherine Bigelow like knows that that is actually that's why this is the most memorable scene in the movies because he's like I can't shoot Patrick Swayze because I love him so much because right. I love him so metal right it, the premise doesn't work without them having that real yeah, connection, right, right? And I think it's and it's because you have a because Catherine Bigelow is directing it, not you know Michael Bay, Tony Scott, she, or not to speak disparagingly <laughs> Tony Scott, but uh, yeah, but you right. still have that like she has that emotional intelligence to realize, yeah, this this hits much harder and this resonates much more if like they're like they have a real relationship. Outside of just him being undercover, um, you know, it's it's almost like Point Break is like a tragic love story, whereas Hot Fuzz <laughs> is more of like a romantic comedy where they do end up together at the end, mm-hmm. right? But I also I, I think that um, I think one of the reasons that Point Break is um, very different than Bad Boys Two or other action movies is because, or like any of those mob movies where like the guy goes undercover and like, oh no, he's the departed, he's switched over to the bad side. Um, it's it's because you're allowed to see that they have an actual like relationship and connection that's mm. not just yeah. based on uh, pretending. This person I thought was a criminal actually has like parts of himself that I aspire or admire. Mm-hmm. Or I wish I right. had it myself. Yeah, he's not just a muscle twisting bad guy. Like he's a real person. Mm-hmm. I also it makes me Who wonder. Who loves my college football career? <laughs> <laughs> it makes me wonder though. Um, you know all of the themes that are sort of going into this movie and that scene in Point Break, it makes me wonder if it is a missed opportunity for, like, when they went to go recreate this scene with Danny, uh, it is his father that he's letting get away, right? 
uh, which is which is you know fine because it's like yeah he's he's a bad guy but he loves him so he's letting him go like it mm-hmm. works but would it work better if he was letting Nicholas go? Be- like like because he he was right. working for the NWA yeah, at, one, there, at that one point in the movie there was a draft where he was actually a villain or an right. antagonist. Would it have worked better had he let Nicholas get away? It's like you you can't lose one you can't have one without losing the other. Right right yeah right. yeah but I think you. I think it has to be this way because you can't. Right. They can't be on opposite sides of the law in this. I wonder if <laughs> in the original version, when the the love interest was in this, if Danny was if that was Nicholas that he was gonna let go. Mm. Or or vice versa. Oh. Maybe it was going to be Nicholas letting Danny Nicholas. go. Right. Oh wow, yeah. 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 That's actually really resonant if it's Nicholas letting or or probably not gonna happen, but <laughs> Or if she's on the neighborhood watch, oh, like true. If if it's if it's uh, Nick Angel letting her go, right, right. Because yeah, she's know, the bad guy. Do we know like what alliance she would have? Would she have been a cop? Would she have been an? I don't. Member? I don't know. I th- we know very little about that draft of the script. You know, because they they, I mean, they just re- rewrote it. I think they wrote her out of it. Like I think she was only in like maybe the first draft. Got it. Got it. Um, and then they immediately were like, this this feels like one too many characters. And then maybe I think there there's always obviously obviously the chance that like Nick Frost read it and was like, I wish I was in it more because mm-hmm. he probably wasn't in it a lot. You know, at that point, mm-hmm. um, maybe even less than Ed. Yeah. So like it could have been that could have been part of it too. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that, that draft is not readily available anywhere. Uh, but it would be something that I would love to ask about, like, if, if I could talk to Simon Pegg or Edgar Wright, I think that would be one of the questions I'd ask about Hot Fuzz is just like, you know, how did that story, how was that executed with the two characters as different people? Like we know it doesn't yeah. work obviously because you, you met, you, you, you took it away, mm-hmm. you, you fixed it, but in that version, what? How did it work? How did those characters interact with each other? Yeah, how much how did they interact in the right. world? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. Just it, curious. It's interesting. Off mic, Scott and I were having a conversation about animation mm. and how, like, with animated mm. movies, like there could be super crazy different versions of Monsters Inc. That they'll be storyboarding and recording, and then be like, "Oh, this doesn't work," and then they totally change the movie. Like right. months or like a year before it comes out, and right. it kind of isn't allowed in live action. Right. So it's always interesting to hear like stuff like this, like alternate versions of the right. story. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you somehow have to make it work in the scripting phase, and that's not that's not uh, as much of an issue in animation. Um, mm. Yeah, because they get to do like fun things like animatics and stuff, but. Um, Nick's uh, or Nick uh, uh, Danny's DVD closet. I always want to pause it. Yeah. Uh, so so <laughs> Danny's DVD closet. So when he opens the the DVD closet, um, we have Nicholas quoting Danny by the power of Grayskull, which is what he yeah. said when when uh, when uh, David Bradley revealed his uh, his Jump. his armory, his yeah. his arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so I have. I have a question. Do yeah, we think yeah. Nick Angel knows what by the power of Grayskull means? <laughs> I don't think there's so. There's a single digit percent chance. Yeah. There's, uh, yeah. <laughs> He's just quoting Danny. He's he, might, like- <laughs> he might know just from like general cultural osmosis, but I think that would be it. Yeah. Maybe to hint the same way, like use the force, Luke. Or yeah. Like, beam me up, Scotty. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know if, I mean, I have to assume He-Man was at least as popular in the UK as it was here. 
or maybe a little less popular. I don't know. I don't I'm know. always interested to see like what what hit yeah. in other parts of the world and what didn't. Yeah. I, I mean, no in 1979, idea. he said he wanted to be a Muppet. So it's possible that he was watching He-Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He-Man, definitely a, a, a figure of uh, moral upstanding and righteous <laughs> justice. Sure. 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 Maybe that's what he sees every time he takes down a criminal. He sees... Uh, uh, what what is his name? The the Prince bad Adam? No, oh, Skeletor. Oh, 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 Skeletor. Skeletor. Yeah. <laughs> you suck, Nicholas. <laughs> Skeletor. <laughs> Fuck you. <sighs> you missed Janine's dad's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, this is this is Danny's arsenal. Uh, this is this yeah. is Danny's shed full of weapons. It, it's a it's a DVD collection. It is very decidedly shot in like a quote badass. Mm-hmm. way like you know kind of does like the walk i know. also like that this is the thing that is important enough to him to have really set up properly in his apartment that's right. very true it is noticeably <laughs> it is very it's there's lit it's lit by itself like yeah. there's lamps like you it's know like he I, opened the wardrobe to narnia like <laughs> i say i said in yesterday's minute that i am one to uh, unpack all of my boxes within within 24 hours of being moving into a place. The very first thing that I unpack are all of my Blu-rays and 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 books. <laughs> That's the very first thing that I unpack. So yeah, you can really you know you you, you can tell what's most important to you me. You can really tell what someone <laughs> values. You can tell a lot by someone by what is cared for uh-huh. in their apartment mm-hmm. or what isn't. Like yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and like the fact that this is ornate. Yeah. It also, I wonder where he buys his DVDs. You think there's like a DVD store in? I, I really want to believe that he, every single one of those he got from that bin. Oh, from the bin at the grocery store? <laughs> at the groceries. Probably. I mean, they the, that is rife with action movies. It's true. It's very and true. And that's Super Cop. Yeah. I wonder if this, if this closet of DVDs is at all based on... Uh, Rob Zombie's uh, cl- walk-in closet full of horror movies, which I guess a lot of directors know of because the, he invites them over and like is like here, like borrow borrow some of my uh, horror wow. movies because he has he has like literally a DVD. He has a copy of every horror movie ever made. Nice. Like that's wow. his thing. Um, and he just he buys he goes to the DVD store every week and just buys every horror movie. I wonder if he still does that. <laughs> I bet he does. Why not? It's probably it's, it's better now than it was a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's cool stuff coming out. Um, so I wonder if this closet—it's like so specific that it it makes me immediately think of of that Rob Zombie horror closet, which sounds like something else. <laughs> Rob Zombie's <laughs> horror closet. <laughs> no, not in a kill you kind of way. In a, I want to watch a movie with you kind I, of way. I would watch. You guys ever see those YouTube videos where it's like Bill Hader? Or like you know, going to the the Criterion closet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Out DVDs. Oh, it could be based on the Criterion closet too. That's funny. That's entirely I was possible. Say, I would watch Rob Zombie's horror closet, where it's just him inviting <laughs> different people to walk around his like collection. Yeah, yeah. Like, I bet. I bet at this point, his closet is probably the size of like the Criterion closet, which is basically just. Like a like a small room mm-hmm. with like <laughs> lots of shelves. It's not even like a closet anymore. Um, <laughs> but uh, I uh, no, I just I I love this. I want to know what percentage of of these DVDs though are not action movies. Oh, like practically? Yeah, like I'm sure I'm I, like. Let's take even adventure movies out of the equation. Oh, that's I like, never know. That's what, to do what with I was that. gonna say. I'm like, well, yeah. 
like every time like on Hulu or Netflix, if it's like action adventure, I'm like what with guns? Like what what what's the difference in your <laughs> mind? What's what what's your difference? Uh, for me, adventure films are are about character and like plot, and there's usually a MacGuffin. Okay. Whereas action movies are really just put together for action sequences and nothing else. Yes, like that's I the think, main focus. I think it's kind of like the um, the difference between what I called the difference between uh sci-fi and fantasy in space yeah mm, okay. yeah whereas whereas for me sci-fi like science needs to be part of why it's made the ethos like right, it needs yeah. that needs to be part of why it's there like, like asking something know. or exploring something yeah like right, indiana jones exactly. is an adventure movie yes exactly uh but it's about the adventure air force about, one air force one action movie yeah right yeah I think that's the difference. The MacGuffin in action movie is usually survival. Right. That's also true. Yes. Yeah. Or justice. Yeah. Like John McClane doesn't, John <laughs> yeah. McClane isn't looking or for like, oh, or, yeah. 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 I, I think that's the yeah, difference. Like John McClane is not on a quest. <laughs> no. He's on a quest to get Holly back. <laughs> that's for sure. Save but Christmas. Save Christmas. <laughs> Save Christmas. Uh, yeah, I wonder if it, it kind of this, this shot, it almost reminds me of like in a proto kind of way of like something that would be in a Lord Miller movie. Like in a, the, it reminds you of like Channing mm. Tatum behind the whiteboard in Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Well, you know, Twenty One Jump Street and Twenty Two Jump Street. They, oh, I mean, those them. characters have a lot in common with Nicholas Angel and Danny mm. Butterman. I Janko think. and Schmidt. Yes. Yeah. I I mean, really, <laughs> like they are sort of like the closest thing that America has ever gotten to these two guys. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. In a movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I just I want to believe that those are like all Edgar Wright's DVDs, or right? Like, or like- it's just different because they they flip roles. Uh-huh. Like like the the straight laced one is the chubby guy, the chubby schlubby guy, and then the the immature the, crazy one is the is the like taller the, the hunky more, guy, the more traditionally you yeah. would imagine being better at being a cop, <laughs> right? But he's the dumber guy. He was the he's the dumber guy. Yeah. Um, are those minute movies podcasts? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you draw the line? That's true. <laughs> I do. Sorry, I just kind of want to go back to the. Um, is this Edgar Wright's DVD sure. closet? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you said that, and it immediately made me think of the comics collection in Mallrats, and how that is Kevin Smith's actual comic collection. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I could be wrong. Someone, I'm sure someone on the internet will correct me if I am. Uh, but I think Kevin Smith sold a bunch of his comics. To get money to make clerks. Yes. And then clerks at least made enough money for him to go back and buy a bunch of the comics back. Like a yeah. buy a bunch of the collection back. Yeah. And that's Brody's collection that you see in the basement in Mallrats. Oh, Boy, that makes sense. That's got layers. That makes sense. Um, I love Mallrats. <laughs> I love Mallrats. Yeah. Mallrats is my favorite of all yeah. of them. Oh. Uh, yeah. I tried rewatching it like five years ago and it, it didn't work for me anymore. But. I think Dogma is my favorite, but I'm Catholic. Yeah. So yeah. See, and see yeah, Dogma, do- Dogma, Dogma is my favorite as well. But then like there's, there's still stuff in Dogma where I'm just like, man, oh, I wish this wasn't in this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean that there, there's stuff in all of them that are, that have aged, I guess. Yeah. They're awkward now. Yeah. But then there are mm-hmm. parts that I think Mallrats was. I will say Mallrats to me was the comfort watch more than Clerks. Oh, for sure. When I was yes. when I was in high school, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. because it felt more like a studio movie. It felt more like yeah. clueless or something. Yeah, sure, absolutely. 
so uh, the, the this DVD closet is actually partially Edgar Wright's collection, mm. but it's also the collection of a bunch of the crew members. I think they oh, all that been fun. they all brought like all of the DVDs they own in to like fill this thing up. Um, <laughs> and my understanding is they did end up getting all mixed up, and so like. Like Edgar Wright lost a bunch of his collection. So the ma- majority of it is his collection, but then like crew members like <laughs> ran off with a bunch of his DVDs. Aww. Yeah. I stole Edgar Wright's copy of With Nil and I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me, the gaffer. But um uh yeah, it is an impressive collection. I used to have a DVD collection as big as that. You did. I did. You did. I really did. Mm. And you and like Kevin Smith, you sold it. For uh, for uh, to to for it to venture forward. Yeah, it's true. Yep, it's very true. Um, I had just as many. Uh, I had just as many graphic novels. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even just uh, movies. Yeah, I had that collection in graphic novels and that collection in Blu-rays. Yeah, uh, I definitely probably still have that collection in graphic novels. Yeah, I sold all mine. Especially uh, if if you if you start putting my like boxes of single issues in there. Oh sure, mm. yeah. Oh. Moving moving yeah, across the country, across it. it just it it makes you want to sell everything because you're like, I don't want to move any of this. Yeah, uh, it's all very heavy. It's very heavy. You know, what's heavy is that breakfast that this phantom's making. Ooh, good segue. It, I don't know how heavy it is. <laughs> I mean, it's just like two pieces of bacon, it beans, and then toast. That's true. It's on a lot of beans. Yeah, I al- I also love that. There's like classic Edgar Wright stuff that they do in this movie all the time mm-hmm. where uh, uh, the last thing I think Nick Angel says in the scene before is you're pulling my leg <laughs> and then you see someone yeah. being pulled by the leg <laughs> oh it's so good I love that <laughs> I love it so much oh it's fantastic yeah. Um, yeah no and uh yeah so so yeah this breakfast um, it's like kind of like a it's like a half English breakfast it's not a full English breakfast it's like a half English <laughs> breakfast uh, which I appreciate. Uh, and honestly, it looks pretty tasty. I would have that. I would eat that. Is I do have a question for our, our British listeners. Like, So when we are drinking in America, I'd say the number one thing that we, we – there, there are two main things that we all go out to go get food when we're, when we're drunk. It's usually like greasy burgers and fries mm-hmm. and shakes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or it's breakfast food. Yeah. Those are like the two go-tos. I almost think they're 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 almost neck and neck. I don't know which one beats which. I know for me personally, it's breakfast food. But, oh yeah, I want I wa- I always want a diner. I always want eggs. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. Some greasy hash browns. So I'm wondering if that's if that's a thing overseas as well. If that's their I go-to, think- like drunk food, is also breakfast. Would you put pizza in that first category? No. Oh yeah. I wouldn't. Well, I mean. For me, I'm it's never not. gonna say no to pizza. Well, sure, sure. I have a lot of memories. I of, think like, looking for pizza. I think, I think my brain will immediately go to breakfast food because yeah. I I'm from Jersey and diner is where you would go. Mm. Sure, you know you go to the diner after the bar, but um, I feel <laughs> like the the times that I've been drunk in Manhattan, I'm always looking for a dollar slice place. Mm. But ah. because it's like there's one on every other block. Sure, sure. You can just stumble into and one. That's, and you can just stumble into one. It's open. It's like the so LA equivalent it. of a taco truck, trying to find yeah, a taco truck. Yeah. When I was living yeah. in Austin mm-hmm. on on 6th Street, I have a lot of really like vivid, like kind of dark memories of just seeing 
people like sitting on sidewalks at two in the morning, just kind of numbly eating like a slice of pepperoni pizza. <laughs> that's that. Oh, that seems so like the though. worst to me. Just numbly eating pizza just <laughs> makes me sad inside, <laughs> deep inside. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I love I love seeing drunk people enjoy their food. Like that was always my favorite thing is like when that food comes out and you're like still half drunk and you're oh, at yeah. the IHOP Ooh. at two in the morning and the food, the pancakes and everything come out and you're just like, oh, oh my God, yes. Mm-hmm. My it's savior has arrived. Cozy. <laughs> yeah. And the yeah. pillows are the, the pillows. The pancakes are like pillows. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. So um, good. Another thing that I noticed about this breakfast, this half English breakfast, is that's American bacon in the pan. Yeah. That's not British bacon. Oh, no? No, because British bacon is like that thicker ham-like bacon. Mm. Oh, they have the same as like Canadian bacon? Kinda, yeah. Oh. Also, the beans are like they're Heinz, but I don't know if that's an American company or not. No, they have Heinz. No, that's there. that's that's a German company actually. So that yeah, like that that tracked. But I was like, and I was wondering if like you know how in um, Shaun of the Dead they changed the line to it's like she's so drunk because they didn't think pissed would work for an American audience. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they put American bacon in there because they didn't think. Oh, we wouldn't know what it was. British bacon saw. would know what it is. Like, why are they putting ham? In how is that? Interesting. Well, then why wouldn't they just split the difference and go sausage? Mm, this is true. Yeah. Would you would would you make sausage the same way as the bacon, the sizzle, and then put it on the? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, okay. I don't I know how else you make sausage. I think the other thing is bacon has more oil that like spurts out. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. And that's more flammable. Because he's trying true. to kill this person. I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Which could also true. be why he used American bacon. <laughs> There's it's, more it's, fat. It's less healthy for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's more flammable. This house is fucking huge. It is. It's a mansion. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's a mansion, and it's uh, the local mansion. <laughs> it is. It is very modern. If this were a penthouse in New York, this would be a dope penthouse. But as a self-standing oh, yeah. mansion, it is pretty tacky. I got to be honest. Not into it. <laughs> you almost think that the NWA were even more enforced by their decision if they went inside the mansion. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck this. Yeah. Yeah. It's even worse <laughs> inside. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Uh, it's it's the, I think the thing that pushes it over the edge is like the stairs have like the glass, <laughs> like under oh, the yeah. railing. I, ju- I It's like, oh man, come on, dude. Like a museum. Yeah. That's no, not good. It's not good. Um. Anyway. Keanu Reeves, man. Keanu Reeves. Keanu so. Reeves. The look of pure joy on Danny's face as he's watching the scene. Oh, yeah. It's, it's him and his most vulnerable. <laughs> it he is. He loves it. And he's got a gun in his hand and he's playing along. <laughs> he's just... The gun that we haven't seen at all in the scene magically he has in his hand. Yeah. He went and got it for the movie. Oh, I always thought it was a remote control. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, is it? Oh, it looks like... That would make more sense. It would make more sense. Oh, man. Is it? Hold on. We're watching to see if it is. Oh, it <laughs> no. is. It, it is, is the remote control. It is the remote. He's just miming a gun. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. That makes way more sense. But no, he's like, oh. the, he's like the Dalmatians watching um, Danger Rover. Oh, my God, it yeah. is. It's just like the Dalmatians. Oh. Wasn't there that little fat Dalmatian, too? Yeah, Rolly. Rolly? Oh. <laughs> 
Nick Frost is just like Rolly. Watching his hero, Keanu Reeves. That's Keanu Reeves, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, they were British, too. I always forget that. Every time I watch that cartoon, I always forget that they're all British. Yeah, it's like set in London. Yeah, yeah. about being in London. I always forget that. It's super like metropolitan for a Disney movie. It is. And the the art style is gorgeous. It's a very underrated movie, to be honest. Um, It's one of those very... You forget how some of the older ones are just really pretty. Like Sleeping, yeah. Sleeping Beauty is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Oh, so Sleeping yeah. Beauty might be their, their their crowning achievement, I think. Yeah. Just yeah. in terms of like the look. Yeah. The art. Art design, yeah. Aristocats, also very metropolitan, very mm. understated. I don't know that I've ever seen Aristocats. I used to watch Aristocats a lot. You yeah. have... Oh, it's, uh, you've seen the dance sequence from it in other Disney movies. Yeah, maybe it, it's, uh, it's 40% Robin. other Disney movies. <laughs> oh, okay. It's one of those. Like how they reused uh, Baloo and uh, in, Bro, in uh, Robin Hood, Little John, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They yeah, reused Baloo's a bunch of that animation, and every almost all of the dancing in that's in Robin Hood is from other movies. Oh yeah, like Maid mm. Marian's dancing is pretty much the lead cast. It's Snow White, oh, man. Um, Duchess. There's uh, they pull stuff from Aristocats. Oh man, mm-hmm. back when Disney used to cut corners. <laughs> Don't care. Robin Hood's still the best one. It's true. Uh... And uh, also, also cutting corners, uh, you know, uh, uh, doing something similar is uh, uh, Michael Bay. Michael Bay does something similar where he will shoot action sequences and then reuse them in other movies and mm-hmm. then add CGI elements to make them different. Mm-hmm. Um, like he, he took that action sequence from the island and just added Transformers to it. Yeah, no one saw the island. Yeah, no one saw the island. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Instead of like the Wilhelm screen, he's got like the Wilhelm explosion. Yeah. Yeah. They're like literally like full full action <laughs> sequences set on a highway and he just added CGI transformers to it. <laughs> he was like, We don't have the budget for another action sequence, but I already shot one. It's okay. Good news, everyone. I just sometimes <laughs> I just wake up, gather a crew, and just shoot stuff and just save it. <laughs> <laughs> what if what if like uh michael what, bay has a movie yeah monster. what if like prince he has like a vault of like action sequences oh, yeah, well, he passes away eventually hopefully a long time from now like, hey, michael and they had, just like, start, five movies they just start releasing them like lost albums yeah <laughs> great oh man michael anyway um all right i think that's uh i think that's minute 52 uh, everybody. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, have you, do you guys, uh, do you guys have, happen to shop on Amazon? You probably do. Right. If you do, um, you know, again, just like Facebook, no one should shop on Amazon, but if you do, <laughs> we have an, an affiliate link. You can go to duelinggenre.com slash Amazon and then shop like you normally would. And we would get a cut of everything that you bought. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a nice way of giving back to us and taking away from Jeff Bezos. So, you know. <laughs> don't run for president, Jeff. Never run for president. Please don't. No, please don't. No. In fact, I, con- I think convince will... your friend from Starbucks not to. <laughs> yes, please. No rich white dudes 2020. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, Including Batman. <laughs> yeah. Especially Batman. Make Batman poor. There's like nine of them. Make one where he's poor. Oh, man. Um, that would be really interesting, actually. Uh, yeah, so duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. Go there, buy all the stuff that you're going to buy on Amazon anyway, and uh, help us out in the process. We appreciate everyone who does. And a lot of people are doing it. I, I'm, I've been noticing That's the awesome. numbers The numbers are ticking up uh, for us. So it's been really it's been really gratifying to see that uh, we're, we're getting through to some of you guys. 
um, with us constantly nagging you to use it. After thinking about it for just a few <laughs> seconds, I realized that a Batman who like doesn't have a lot of money would be fucking horrifying because you'd have to like make everything. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Scarier. He'd basically be a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's what's horrifying about it, I think. Um, anyway, uh, JulieGenre.com slash Amazon, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 53 for the greater good. Greater good. Fire.